One of the most frequently asked questions that I get from podcast hosts is all about having guests on their show. Where do you find good guests? Is there a process to follow? How should I schedule my interviews? So in these next two episodes, I am going to cover everything from setting up a scheduling process to recording the interview to following up when your interview goes live. When I first started this podcast, I told myself that I was going to make my episodes super short and sweet with quick action steps that you can walk away with, and some of my episodes have been slightly longer than I had anticipated, so I am really working on keeping my episodes short and concise for you. So let's go ahead and jump in. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah, former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Before we get into all things guesting, I wanted to read a review that was left for this podcast. It was written by Stay Rooted CS, and it's titled Great Podcast for Me. They said, I've been thinking about starting a podcast, and when I came across Podcasting for Educators, I was excited. I was hooked by the first episode. Sarah provides step-by-step guidance for starting a podcast, and she also gives out suggestions that are so helpful. I definitely recommend this podcast. Thank you so much, Stay Rooted CS, for writing that review. I appreciate it more than you know. It makes my day when I see that a new review has popped up from you. I love hearing how this podcast is helping you, how my resources are helping you be able to go out and take action on your podcast. So if you are enjoying this show, there are two big ways that you can let me know. And one of those is to write a review and let me know how you're feeling about the show. And then the second way is to screenshot the episode that you're listening to, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at Podcasting for Educators. This is just a really great way for other people to find out about the show, to get more eyes on it, and for me to be able to help more educators get their podcasts out into the world. So if you have done that, thank you so, so much. All right, so first let's talk about why you should even have guests on your show. Maybe you're already doing this. Maybe you are doing mostly solo episodes or all solo episodes, and you're just kind of thinking about the idea of bringing guests on. So there's a few big reasons why guests are beneficial for your show. The first big reason is that guests can fill the gaps in the content on your podcast. So for example, for my podcast, I have guests on to share about their experiences with podcasting and how they use it for their business. And then I also bring on experts that speak on complementary topics of ways to grow your podcast or to make your 
process easier, like Pinterest experts, YouTube, social media. Those are all good guests that would be complementary to what I talk about, but would fill the gaps in what I know because I can speak all day on podcasting, but I'm not a YouTube expert and I'm not an Instagram expert and I'm not a LinkedIn expert. So those are people who I can bring on to share their expertise and fill those gaps for you and for me. Another example is if you are a podcast host who serves teachers, you might have an administrator on to talk about how to best prepare for an interview or things that administrators look for in new teachers. So that would fill a gap for you. So think about the kinds of people that you could have on to really boost the content that you're putting out there and to fill those gaps. Also, sometimes it's just nice for you and for your audience to just kind of switch up the format, switch up the vibe of your show and have someone else on the show that's talking besides just you. Not to say that you're not amazing because you are. And if people are tuning in every single week, it is because of you. But it's nice to bring on a new voice into your show every now and then. Now, I want to quick touch on kind of a myth about having guests onto your podcast. Some people view having guests on as a one of the main strategies for growing their show and growing their audience. And that's really not the case. Usually you do see higher download numbers for guest episodes, and often and hopefully that results in picking up new listeners and retaining those listeners. But Do not think of having guests on your show as an overall growth strategy. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to have on this huge guest who has a really large audience, and then they're going to share the episode, and their audience is going to come over and listen to my podcast, and it's it's just going to grow my audience. That's not how it works. And here's why. When you have a guest on... Their audience is used to hearing them talk about certain subjects. And so when they come onto your show, they're likely going to be talking about something that they're already talking about on their podcast or on their social media all the time. And so even if they do share the episode and you know bring it to Instagram and tell their audience, hey, I was just on Podcasting for Educators, go listen to this episode, some people might go listen, but not all of them will because they're used to hearing that person talk about the subject matter. Now, what's more likely to happen is that your guest, if they have a podcast, they're going to be more likely to pick up some of your listeners because they heard them speak on your podcast and they really, really enjoyed listening to them. And so now they're going to go listen to that person's podcast as well. So That's just another reason why guesting on other podcasts is a really great strategy. So what I'm trying to get at here is I don't want you to, I don't want your main focus of having guests on your show to be to grow your show. I want the main focus of having guests on your show to be because you want to add more value to the content that you are putting out into the world for your audience. Okay, so let's talk about the process of booking guests for your show. So the first really important thing that you'll want to do is set up a scheduling process that's as automated as possible. So I like to use Calendly. That's what I use for scheduling, calendly.com. You might use Dubsado or HoneyBook or Acuity. 
they're all very similar. So regardless of which program you use, you'll want to have some sort of scheduling tool that you can go in and set available possible times for you to do your interviews. So a recommendation is to set aside maybe two to three time slots per week that you are typically available. So maybe you go in and say, okay, on Mondays and Wednesdays from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock p.m. I'm available, and on Fridays from 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock p.m. I'm available. And so those will be the consistent times that will be available on your scheduling app for people to book interviews. And of course, that doesn't mean that all of those slots are always going to get taken, but it gives people a few different options to choose from when they book with you. And then it's kind of a set it and forget it deal. You don't have to constantly be going in and switching around your schedule. And you can, with all of these scheduling apps, you can sync it up to your Gmail calendar or your Apple calendar, whatever you use, so that if there is a conflict, it'll block that time off. So once I've done that on Calendly, the next thing I'll do is create some sort of intake form on the scheduling app so that once somebody chooses their time, the next step will be for them to fill out a few questions. And some of the questions that I'll have the guest fill out is their name and email address, their bio, which will be used for your introduction to the episode, as well as the show notes. You can also ask them to list out any links that you would like them to include in the show notes, like their social media or maybe a freebie that they have or their website or their digital course, whatever they want to include that goes along with the episode. And then this is a really great opportunity to ask for their preferred headshot so that you already have it, so that when it's time for you to create any kind of graphics for your show notes page or for your Instagram page, you already have the headshot to plop right into the graphic. You don't have to go and email the guest again and wait for them to send it back to you. It's already done. All about saving time. And then you'll want to make sure that you've got your email confirmation set up so that when the guest goes in, they choose their time, they fill out the questions, then it should be set up so that they receive an email confirmation right away. On Calendly, you can, if you're using Zoom for your interviews, you can integrate Zoom right to your Calendly so it will automatically create that link for your guest and it will be included in the confirmation email. So it's all streamlined, it's all done, it's super easy. So you don't have to be worrying about these little details every time that you book a guest. And then you'll also wanna make sure that your reminder emails are set up. You can, depending on the preferences that are available to you, you can have it set up so that they're reminded the day before or an hour before, however you wanna do that. Having this process set up just makes things really easy for you and for your guests. You don't have to do the ping pong back and forth of, hey, are you available on this date? No, I'm not. Are you available on this date? You want to really try and eliminate that and make this as easy for both of you as possible. And this is a process that will solve that problem. Now, sometimes I do get asked, you know, people get nervous about having people on their show who they've never met before, they've never talked to before, and they wonder, what if it's awkward? What if it's not a good interview? So what some people will do is they'll actually have a 
It's called different things. People will call it a pre-interview or a coffee chat. So you would meet with the potential guest just for, you know, 15 minutes and have a conversation and, and kind of get to know them. And this kind of acts as a screening to see if they're a good fit for your show or not. So if you're worried about any kind of awkwardness or whether or not somebody is going to make a good guest, if they're a complete stranger to you, then this might be a good option. So that is something to think about. Okay, so once you have your scheduling process set up and automated as much as possible, now you're ready to actually go out and look for guests and invite them onto your show. So when you consider who to bring on to your show, remember what we talked about in the beginning of this episode. You're trying to fill those content gaps for your audience. When you bring guests on, you really want to have your audience in mind because you don't want to waste their time. You want to bring on people who are going to provide value and who your audience will want to hear. And I have to say this. Don't just go for the people who have these huge audiences. Just because someone doesn't have a huge Instagram following or a massive email list doesn't mean that they're not going to add value to your show. In fact, and I can say this with certainty because I have worked on hundreds, if not thousands of episodes at this point, and I've seen the kinds of guests that my clients bring on, and sometimes the people with smaller audiences end up being the best interviews that they've ever done. And again, back to that point of just because you have somebody with a huge, huge following on your show, it doesn't mean that they're going to bring the most listeners or bring the most value. So just keep that in mind. But with that being said, go for the big guests too. You never know. People will surprise you. Everybody loves being a guest on podcasts. It's free exposure for them. So if you have someone that you would love to come onto your show that is like your dream guest, go for it. Like I said, people will surprise you and you never know who will say yes. When it comes to looking for great guests for your show, there's a few different places that you can consider. So the first thing is to start with people that you know. This is a great way to kind of warm you up to the interview process, get used to having people on your show, get used to interviewing people. So think about your network. Think about if there's anybody complimentary to what you speak on that could come on and add a lot of value for your audience. People that you know will usually be an easy yes. Another thing to consider would be referrals. So maybe you have somebody in mind who you would really love to invite onto your show, but you've never talked to them before. They don't know you. But maybe you have a friend who does know them. So reach out to that friend and ask if they can make the introduction for you. That's a, that's a great way to kind of break the ice and get that conversation going. One of my favorite places to look for guests for my clients is on Instagram. If you are a TPT author or some sort of online educator, Instagram is definitely where your people are probably hanging out. So there's a few different ways that you can search on Instagram. You can look through hashtags. So think about topics that you would love for a guest to cover and search that through hashtags. You can go on complimentary accounts and look at people who they are following, who are following them, people who are commenting on their posts. That is an awesome way to find some really great guests. And 
the great thing about Instagram is that if you have access to somebody's profile who you think is a potentially great guest, you can kind of look through their stories and their posts, get a feel for how they speak, what they talk about, and kind of just get to know a little bit better if they are a good guest for your show or not. In a way, that's kind of a screening process in its own right. Another really fun place to look for potential guests is on other podcasts. So think about your ideal listener or your current listeners and consider what other podcasts they might be listening to. You can even ask them this. Put out a poll on your Instagram stories. Ask what some of their favorite podcasts are. Go check out those podcasts. See what kinds of guests they've been having on. You can listen to those episodes or pieces of those episodes and think about if that person would be a good fit for your show. Lastly, there are guest networks out there who specifically gather information of people who are looking to guest on other podcasts, and you can kind of skim through and see if they're good fits for your show or not. A lot of these are paid resources. Some of them are free, but one that I have used for clients before is called the Podcast Collaborative. It's a really great resource. It is paid. I think you pay a monthly fee, but they have a really thorough directory of great guests. So that is another place to look. But again, I think that if you're in this teacherpreneur space, I think that referrals, people you know... Instagram, and looking at other podcasts are really going to be the best places for you to look for great guests. And what I would do is keep a list, keep a running list on whatever you use, whether it's Trello or ClickUp or whatever, but keep a running list of potential people who you think would be really great guests for your show. And you can sit down for five minutes, do a brain dump, and then come back to it when you're ready. So Once you've set up your scheduling process, you have a list of people that you would love to come onto your show, the next step is to actually reach out to them and invite them onto your show. And this is a task that you could potentially batch. So maybe once a month you do this, you reach out to, you know, three to five guests and invite them onto your show. And you've got a couple options as to how you do this. So so you can go the traditional route and write them an email or you can send them a direct message on Instagram. Now, sending a DM, you know, even a year or two ago, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this, but now I think it is an approach that more people are using as long as you're doing it in the right way. If you've had some correspondence with this person, maybe you've like responded to each other's Instagram stories and you've kind of chatted back and forth a few times or you've commented on each other's posts, then I think a direct message on Instagram to kind of start this conversation of inviting them on your show is perfectly fine. If it's somebody who you have never spoken to before, and especially if it's somebody who really doesn't have much of a presence on social media, then I would definitely go the route of an email. So regardless of which route you take, when you reach out to somebody and invite them on your show, you want to put the focus on them and on your audience. So let them know a little bit about you in like one or two sentences, but then put the focus on who your audience is so that they on their end can think about if it's a good fit for them or not. And if you are inviting somebody onto your show, it's a good idea to have a topic in mind. So if you're taking the time to reach out to somebody, go ahead and suggest a topic so that that work is not on them. So you're telling them who you are, what your podcast is about, who listens, 
you're extending the invitation to come on to your show with a suggested topic. You're really letting them know that you value their expertise, you value what they speak on, and you really would love to have them on your show because your audience would really benefit from hearing from them. And then when they accept and they say, yes, I would love to be a guest on your show, you give them that booking link, which makes it very easy for them to go pick a time that works for them and get that interview scheduled. Now, after a guest has scheduled an interview, what I do for my podcast and for my clients is send the guest a guest guide that lets them know what to expect on the interview as well as recommendations for tech. I have put together a quick one-page example of what this looks like for you that you can download for free at podcastingforeducators.com forward slash guest guide. So go ahead and you can download that. It's a Canva template that you can put your own branding into, tweak it, and make it your own. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this guide and about why I send this out to guests. I hope that this has given you some really good ideas on how you can kind of streamline the process of booking great guests for your show. Again, I think that you'll find that you'll get a lot of yeses for people that you reach out to. People love to be on podcasts, and it's a great way for them to get in front of new audiences, which is why I always recommend that my clients get on other podcasts as a way to grow their podcast audience. If you haven't heard me talk about this yet, I want to mention it again, that I will be hosting a free five-day boot camp at the end of February that talks all about the process of how you can become guests on other people's podcasts. And you can get on the wait list for that boot camp at podcastingforeducators.com forward slash boot camp wait list. So if you get on that list, you will be the first to get the information on how to join the boot camp. So in this episode, we covered everything for the pre-interview process. Next week, I'm going to share how you can be a great host and interviewer for your guests and guidance on what to do during the interview and after the interview. Thank you for spending time with me today, and I will see you here next week. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.